Alright, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? All is well here. Uh, I should tell the listeners, uh, that's Jake Vevra, a New York comedian. I'm Nathan Timmel, and uh, um, it is 11.30 p.m. Central where I am, and I am at home. Just got back from a gig, and so uh, I am right outside my kid's door. They are sleeping, so I'm going to be talking to you, Jake, a little quieter. Shouldn't affect the podcast because I'll be speaking into a microphone, but just for, for, for you, Jake, uh, let me know if you can... Sweet. If you can I'm good, man. Me. I can turn you up. I'm... I'm set. Cool. I uh, just got back from my second gig of the day, and uh, I did two gigs today. It was it was fucking fantastic. It was a lot of fun. I did uh, a cattle ranchers, a cattlemen um, association in southern Iowa. They hired me, and I show up at just as they're giving speeches um, about the state of their, you know, the farm. And they're yeah. all praising Trump, and they're like, ah, you know, in this trade war, it's kind of okay, but we got to stick with Trump. They're, and I'm like, oh boy, here we Wait, go. Wait, you mean it wasn't a whole bunch of like Bernie Sanders loving uh, cattle rustlers? <laughs> that that's that wasn't the crowd. It was. There wasn't odd. a whole lot of Alexandria nope. Ocasio Cortez T-shirts at this cattle, at this mm. this, this cattle convention out, no. in, out in the middle of nowhere. Elizabeth Warren either. I mean, can you believe it? Yeah, middle of nowhere, Iowa, and no Elizabeth Warren placards, no bumper stickers for Obama on cars. And here's the thing. It was great. They, they, it, was, it was so much fun. The, it was a blast. And um, There's only two things I care about in this world. That's rustling cattle and seeing a more culturally diverse Senate. That's what I'm about. <laughs> well, the first gig I did today, it was funny. You ever do a gig where you're like, all right, that was fine. It was what it was. And then you get told afterwards that they hated you. Uh, you mean like like it goes well on stage and then they say they hated you? Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know about what. See, my, my first gig today, I did an old folks home. I did a retirement home at 3 p.m. I they, they, they contacted me. This is a funny story, yeah. kind of. Uh, they contacted me and said, hey, would you do comedy for us? And I said, nah, that sounds like a bad idea. And they sure. said, no, I think you should do it. And I said, okay, here's why it's a bad idea. And they said, yeah, but we want a comedian. And I'm like, okay, um, I'll do it. And they're like, we want an hour. I said, I will not do an hour. I will do 30 minutes tops. And they said, okay, fine. And we negotiate back and forth. And I and I and the last thing I say is, are you sure? And they say, yes. So I go and I... I'm uh, first of all, there's no stage and there's no microphone. There's no anything. I'm in their community room and there are only 12 of them there. There's only 12 of them. Sure. And there are chairs for chairs for like 30 people or something. And 12 people show up and uh, they're like, we got a comedian today. And they sort of clap, but I'm not trying to make fun of them, but they're all old. They're all in their 80s. I, I tend to do current events from there. So I tend to have a lot of. Eisenhower material when I do those kind of rooms, man. It fucking crushes. And, you know, people all the time here, if I'm at, like, like a small bar show or a mic or something, and they're like, why are you, why are you dusting off this fucking Eisenhower material? When the hell is this area? I'm, I'm telling you, old folks' homes, you're going to need it. What are you going to do? Talk about people from the last, like, 60 years? Bullshit. It's, it's not what crushes in front of them. Sweet, my furnace just turned off to the listeners. It's going to get quieter now. Nice. Well, anyway, so I, I go up and I start I, I start talking about my kids. I'm talking about potty training them. And they're all smiling for the most part. There are like two of the 12 that aren't smiling, but they're just old and I'm not thinking anything of it. 
And they're actually laughing at some points. Not big, boisterous laughter, but sure. they're all smiling. And every time I hit a big punchline, they're like, ah, you know, I enjoyed that. And so I, I hit my timer goes off. So I hit my 30 minutes and I go, hey, thanks for, you know, for having me. I appreciate it. And um, yeah. this guy walks over. Uh, she, the, the lady that hired me walks up and goes, Brandon, we'll show you out. I'm like, all right, that seems odd. And Brandon comes and gets me in the instant we're like five feet from these people. He just goes, hey, so um, obviously that didn't go very well. I'm like, uh, it didn't because <laughs> I was fine. And he he takes me upstairs and he goes, yeah, Nicole is, is kind of pissed at you. And I'm like, okay, this is news wow. to me. I was right there. And so I, I go, can I apologize to her? What What's wrong? He's like, well, if you want to talk to her, sure. And so she comes up. I'm like, hey, I heard you weren't happy with that. She's like, well, I'm a little pissed. It's not what I thought we were getting. I'm like... Okay, and she's like, and was you crossed it dirty, or I, I mean, no. Was, oh, I forgot to mention what that. Was her thing? I completely forgot. I was so I was I, I I wanted to say that. Look, I was actively kind of proud of myself because I was doing like Disney clean material. I was, I didn't even say damn. I didn't even say sure. God. At one point, I said gosh, where I would say God, I said gosh, and I was in my head talking, going, "Wow, I am actively performing like." Brian Regan clean material. I've I've done it, but it was like I sure. really wanted to go squeaky squeaky clean to show that I could do this. And so she's like, "Well, you were kind of inappropriate a couple times. Like you're you're, you're talking about potty training your kids." And I and I looked at her and said, um, "Okay, but Half everything these people I did, are sitting in diapers anyway. What are you talking about? Exactly. I don't know what it was, but I'm like everything I said. And I said, I'm I'm not trying to argue with you, but." Everything I said, that was like a TV If there's set. one thing this crowd doesn't find funny, it's a dirty diaper, man. They hate that <laughs> shit. It's a, it's a trigger word for them. But it was funny because I said, look, I, I, I'm not trying to argue with you, so I, I'm hearing you, but that is not the tone I got from the room. And she's like, well, yeah, I, I, it was, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go deposit your check now because I did my thing and I did it well. I, but it was just really weird. Like, I, here I am having this experience where I'm going, I'm doing Disney clean material for 80-year-olds and I'm doing okay. I can really do this. And then to get told, no, they hated you. I'm like, did they sure. hate me or did you hate me? It was really weird. So it was really nice to get a, a good gig out of my system right after it. Um, but who knew that right-wing Trump supporters were going to be my base uh, at a cattleman's association? Who knew? That's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, you you came from a show. How was your show? It was good, man. Yeah, uh, uh, local one here in the area, out in Astoria, QED. Well, it, it went good, man. Good crowd. Cool, cool, cool. All right, there's so much we can talk about today. We could talk about the government being reopened, but everyone's talking about that. We could talk about Trump caving, but everyone's talking about that. Uh, do you want to talk about the any of the links I sent you, or do you want to jump right in with the documentary? Um, oh, before we do either, I'm, I'm good with either or, man, but I, I will say, you know how last time we were doing our favorites for the Oscars, uh, fav favorite movies of last year? I completely forgot that Death of Stalin was this year, man, because that was earlier in the year that I saw that. I thought that was last year for some reason. I Death did not of Stalin see that. Was Wasn't my that favorite goddamn Steve movie of this year. Yes, and it was yeah. fucking amazing. And did that get any Oscar nominations? Fuck no, it didn't, man, because they're dicks. Well, yeah, they are because they like I I liked Black Panther. I thought it was fun. It's not even the best Marvel movie. Like that, it's not even the best Marvel movie that came out last year. Much less, I mean. So it's just funny that 
Um, you know, the Oscars. It's the most they, bigoted thing ever said on the show. How dare you? Oh, that's what I'm saying is the Oscars do things according to political correctness, not what's actually good. Well, and look, I'll say as somebody who hates comic book movies, I saw it. I, I thought it was pretty decent, man. That, that being said, um, yeah, I think this has a lot to do with them being afraid of another little hashtag <laughs> situation. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I yeah, I, I think it's a little bit of both, man. It, it really was good for a comic book movie. And this is. This is coming from a guy who downright despises comic book movies. I thought I thought it was pretty decent, um, but yeah, I do I do I think that it would have gotten as many nominations if the name of the movie was White Panther and it was a bunch of gingers? Uh, no, no, I do not. <laughs> well, let's talk about the documentary I watched today. That you watched. Uh, when did you watch it? Um, I saw it. This is the Fire Island one, or uh, yes, 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 Fire Fire oh, Festival. Cool, cool. Um, I watched it a few days ago and I watched, you know what, listeners, I think, dude, if, if you have time, try to do this for next week, Grape Seed. It's, it's kind of a similar one about high-end wine. I know it doesn't sound as exciting, but dude, I watched it. Me and my girlfriend drank a, 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 a Magnum bottle of, of cheap wine with some muscle relaxers and watched this fucking thing. It's hilarious, dude. It is hilarious. All these pretentious wine people sound like SNL characters and shit. Is it on Netflix as well? Yes, and it's about a guy scamming the um, high-end wine market. It is fucking amazing. All right, well, the one we watched is the Fire Festival documentary on Fire Netflix. Fire Festival, yes. It's still still very good. I Have you seen the Hulu one? I have not seen the Hulu one. I've only seen the Netflix. I did not know there were two. I did not even know there was a Hulu yes. one. Yeah, well, apparently, uh, so listeners, if you haven't seen it, we're, we're going to kind of ruin some of it, but uh, yeah. The, the well, it's Netflix a documentary, one, so it's not like a spoiler alerts. It's, it's, right, it, it yeah. happened. It's all been in the news. It's all been, yeah, and I, I remember hearing about it in the news, but I didn't really know. We talked about it on the it, podcast. We did, yeah. I mean, it's. I didn't know a ton of details about it, obviously. Um, it, it was just kind of in-depth, uh, this this thing, but the Netflix one was really um, ev everybody, the marketing people, everybody involved in this thing being like, we had no idea what happened. And it was sort of um, pro those people propaganda, so to speak. Whereas I guess the Hulu one really doesn't cast the marketing team in as, as, as great a light. So I, I'd be very curious to see that. All right. I'll, I'll try and watch it over the course of the week. Now, I we can get into the nitty gritty of the documentary, uh, certain things we liked or didn't like, or but I'm going to open with the overall, which is having watched the documentary, I feel exactly the same way I did when we talked about it after it happened, which is I think it's funny that all those people got ripped off because if you buy a ticket to a music festival because a supermodel posts on Instagram that it's cool and that you should do it and you're spending tens of thousands of dollars to see Ja Rule and Blink-182, you deserve to get ripped off. And I laugh. And the fact these people sued, and I mean, the, the, the people that were suing, the customers that got ripped off that were in the interviews were very well-spoken, And but it's still, to me, funny. Like, yeah, you right. saw I mean, a they supermodel. Sued. Yeah. 
But yeah, that, my whole point is, is, is I don't care that you got ripped off. And I remember that that was the backlash. And they're like, uh, yeah, we go online and people are making fun of us for being trapped on this island. Yes, people are making fun of you because you saw an Instagram post. You saw a cool video and you suckered in. You, 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 you took the bait. And that's not you, you don't that you don't make life decisions off More what a supermodel right. and, tells and you. And that's why I don't think the guy he didn't get. Uh, a, a ton of time for for what he did, just based on the fact that like a no he got one, six years. He got six years, but he he could have gotten way more if if somebody got hurt, you know, like like physically fucking hurt down there or killed or something. Well, here let me interrupt it, you very quickly. The guy's yeah. name was uh, Billy McFarland, and he technically got arrested and put away for uh, uh, security and exchanges fraud. Where he was yeah. uh, not the the people that bought the tickets to the festival, it was investors that he was lying to. That's what he went right. to jail for, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because he he was he was getting millions of dollars from these people to go do this. And I mean, the guy had credentials. You know, he had that successful credit card thing going, and he had he basically was just sort of doing what he had done before but he was like i'm gonna make this a hundred times bigger and grander than it did before and and he had no experience in this in this new area uh, that 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 he decided to embark on but i i think if no one got physically injured because if you think about it dude he not only did he rip people off for a lot of money he then was out on parole and he did that shit again <laughs> well one yeah of the that's biggest yeah. That's the spoiler alert part, is that is the one thing I did not know that, that caught me by surprise. As you get to the end of this documentary where, I mean, the, the festival was canceled, it was a disaster, people were trapped yeah. on the island, and I remember one guy, the guy that was suing him, and ultimately won $5 million that he's not been paid, but he said, um, you know, I hear he's living in his mom's basement now, so at least... You know, I suppose that's karma. But then they cut to him, and he's living in a penthouse in New York City. And whatever you're doing is making a lot of noise that I'll have to edit out. Um, he's living in no, a penthouse. No, no, man, I, I, turned, I turned my mic off for that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, see, uh, the listeners wouldn't have known nothing if you'd have just kept your fat trap shut, man. <laughs> I did it seamlessly. Oh. The, only, the only one that knew was you, and now, now, the, and now the secret's out. And now I was moving my to, thing around, but I, I, but I muted my, uh, the, the one I'm actually recording. Gotcha. Either way, the, the whole point is the guy said he's living in his mom's basement, so there's karma, but he's living in a penthouse. And not only, is, not only is he living in a penthouse, but what you just said, he's running more scams. He's trying to sell tickets uh, that don't exist. He's selling tickets to the Met Gala, Gala, Gala however you say it. I tickets just love the audacity that. of that. He gets out and he's like... Wow, I'm really fucked over uh, scamming people for a concert. Who knew you'd get so much it's so much trouble for doing fake concerts? You know what I do? Sell fake concert tickets. <laughs> it's like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> you have all of the eyeballs are on you for this right now, dude. What do you? At least sell fake monster truck tickets. Shift the arena a bit. You know what I'm saying? Stay away from the concert tickets. You're using your own email list for this come on now and that's why like i i think he would have gotten more time if it wasn't for the fact that the jury and the judge is not gonna feel bad for the victims you know what i'm saying like there you can't feel bad for the victims that much because it's like eh, it's a bunch of like douchey frat bro rich kids and they got they got dicked around like fuck them 
Except for the one, the two things I thought were bad were um, the woman that owned the bar slash yes, restaurant. the local workers that got fucked yes. is, is actually a really sad thing, dude. Really sad. That woman, she started to tear up. This 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 bar, uh, t- this this restaurant or bar owner. Right. I mean, she talked about paying her own employees out of her savings, and she was yeah. just that her savings was, and she was heartbreaking. Um, you talk about the one guy. The, first of all, there are three things. The, the, well, there was one thing that I thought was amazing about the documentary, and this goes all the way to the end. Um, I can't believe how much inside footage there was. They filmed themselves doing everything, including at the end when he, the guys like when they're scamming new ticket sales, they're filming themselves doing it. This this documentary is not just talking heads. There is actual footage of them scamming Dude, that, people. That's millennials. That's the that's the social media era. They they will fucking rat on themselves while taking selfies, man. It's uh the witness protection will never exist again. The witness protection program, now the millennials are getting thrown in there, they're taking selfies of, yeah, look at me, my new home in Wyoming, you know? <laughs> and it's it's gonna be ridiculous. <laughs> the mobs El Chapo is gonna find every one of those motherfuckers. Well, speaking of him, well, the two things. One, you have Billy, the guy that did it. He was on tape in the beginning saying, we're selling dreams to losers. <laughs> it's like, and they filmed that. But that was the the funny thing that, that like, one of the first yeah. things that jumped out at me was um, they've got this island set aside, and the guy says, all right, you can do your thing here. Just don't mention Pablo Escobar. And the very first thing on the video is Pablo Escobar's private island, and they get kicked off it. Like, Right. Well, that one I sort of get a little bit. I I mean, it it was a bonehead thing to do. But the the people that this guy kind of comes from and is used to being around are pretty fucking far removed from Pablo Escobar. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're like rich kids from the Upper East Coast. Like they've never been affected negatively by any kind of you know Colombian cartel members. You know they those guys um, are down the the supply chain for all their blow and stuff. They think these guys are cool. They like the show Narcos and shit. Whereas the people that that may have worked and and you know around those guys, you saw those like crash planes and things like that. Oh, but there was you know a few locals that probably got fucked over and murdered by these cartel guys. You, you know what I mean? Like like they're they're more closely attached to this. And it's not like a cute Netflix documentary to them, the the Pablo Escobar shit. So it's like he's looking at it as, oh, this is cool. It's a fun Scarface thing that, you know, uh, rich kids are going to find interesting. Whereas they're looking at it as, oh, this was a horrible man who who did bad things to people down here and got people fucking killed. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I get Well, I'm saying that was kind of I didn't articulate it, but that's what I was getting at is like they say, don't mention this. And the first thing they do is mention it. And yeah, you right. you are absolutely right. And that's why I just they think did he it. just didn't realize how serious that guy was about that shit. You know, yeah, he wanted to promote it as cool without thinking it right. through. Yeah. But every step of the way, like I don't, I don't, I didn't write the guy's name down. But up front in the beginning of the documentary, there, there's this logistics guy who's drawing, um, you know, scale and saying, okay, you can only fit this many people, and you're going to need to buy a thousand toilets, and you need to do this. And so they fire him. I mean, that to yeah, me was insane. It was, it was nuts, man. And yeah, like you said, they they filmed all of it, and I I'm I'm looking at that because that that struck me as odd too. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Is 
it, this happened after the grab by the pussy tape. It's like, have you guys not learned your lesson about hot mics? Stay away from hot mics, man. Don't, don't, don't film yourself saying fucked up shit. <laughs> you know, do that. Do that not right next to a microphone or a cell phone video. This is insane. And yeah, that that guy, he was telling him, "Hey, this is gonna, this is gonna fuck you over, man. Like, don't don't do this." Um, or hey, this is what you need. This is how this can work. This is how long it would take. And, and they just sort of blew the guy off and was like, we will find shitty yes men to just kind of tell us this the whole thing is going to work out and just, just ignore the facts, you know? Yeah, and that kept happening every step of the way. At the end, I think it was the day of the festival when there were no musical acts and everyone was canceling and, and it was falling apart. Um their PR guy said, we can't lie about this. And the response he got was, okay, you're no longer our PR team. And it was like, are you right. kidding me? He wanted to keep lying. Well, yeah, that's, and, and the thing is, is I, when I first moved to New York for a couple years, I, I did real, real estate and like, like shitty low end real estate. You know what I mean? Like, like rentals and shitty fucked up rentals for like, bottom of the barrel companies, you know, and th this guy in this video, I was like, I, I, I know this fucking guy, like not him personally, but I know this kind of douchebag. I, I met and dealt with that same type of fucking guy almost on a daily basis doing real estate in, in New York, you know, and I'm not saying everybody that does real estate in New York is a douchebag. I, I met some really good friends that I, I still hang out with today doing that, you know, but Real estate in New York City is where the douchebags like to congregate, you know, and it was just filled with those same kind of guys who, you know, he was he was selling what tickets for yachts that he didn't have. And it's like what you you're just going to pull a yacht out of your ass, you fucking moron. That's not a it's not a speedboat, man. Like it's it's it, you know, it's it's not a paddle boat. It's not a kayak like you, you got to. You gotta have a fucking connection for yachts, man. What are you doing? And I, 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 just, I would deal with those guys, and, and so I, I know that energy, that that sort of, oh yeah, don't worry about it. Just, just yeah, have your client sign and put the money down. Yeah, I'll have, yeah, the landlord. I just talked to him. He said he can, yeah, he's gonna repaint. Yeah, the land, yeah, don't worry about it. Just, just give me the money and sign the things. The landlord, yeah, he said he'd knock this wall down and put another bedroom in. Yeah, just, just sign. Just have him sign. Put the money down. Well, what's funny about what you just said is uh, what's funny and sad and scary is you reminded me of something as you talk about the yachts he didn't have. So they sell out all the general admission tickets. They sell out all the high-end tickets, and then they run out of cash. So in order to raise more money, they start trying to sell more tickets like you just said. They're like, okay, um, let's say some people are going to sleep on yachts, so sell those tickets. Well, they don't have the housing for the general admission, and so they try to expand ticket sales for things they also don't have. It was fucking insane. Right, yeah, and you always got to do a little bit of, well, we'll get some funding and then buy things with the funding. But it was just like they had no practical plan of, of, of doing it at all. It was, it was sort of like watching people that are hooked on meth or crack or something go, yeah, we'll still pay rent at the end of the month, man. I'm just going to borrow money and, you know, smoke a bit of crack today. <laughs> and that was their whole thing. They had no realistic planning whatsoever with this fucking thing. And it was, it was just insane to watch. It was a total train wreck. And every time that guy talked and everything that, that people said about him, I'm like, oh, yeah, 
I've dealt with this same guy in real estate a thousand times. It's just a, a more dramatic and blown up version of that. Well, uh, you make me think of two things combining. Um, uh, you talk about everything being a disaster. And what we talked about a second ago is that they film everything. Um, at one point, someone made a comparison to Woodstock saying, you know, Woodstock, nobody talks about the traffic, nobody talks about the mud, nobody talks about the lack of, they just, talk, you know, they have this right. legendary memory of Woodstock. Yeah, I, I and do it's remember like, that part. Yeah. Because except, they actually had the fucking concert. Well, and nobody had cell phones back then. Nobody was recording right. and broadcasting in real time saying, look at how, f I mean, these pictures of fucked up traffic came out yeah. after the event. The the mud, the, the, the hill right. came out after the event. And well, yes, and they had the concert. Uh, yeah, and and honestly, they did have a lot of video footage from Woodstock. There's like a four-hour documentary on that that's all original footage. That's right. fucking amazing, dude. But the thing is, here's there's a lot of differences between that and Woodstock. I would say the biggest one, like in terms of, hey, why do people just talk about Jimi Hendrix and not, you know, um, looking for water and places to take a shit? A, because Jimi Hendrix was there. Uh, important fact. And then B, they didn't book that as a luxury concert. They booked it as, hey, do any of you hippies want to come here and eat acid and fuck in the mud while you listen to, to you know, rock stars? Cool. Um, we have mud. We have acid. Eat the acid and fuck in the mud. And that's what they did. They were just like, wow, there's a lot of mud and um, a lot of acid, but we could use a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they they got a little bit more of what was advertised to them. Now, if Woodstock was advertised as, hey, we have a high-end luxury thing with women with, uh, you know, uh, shaved vaginas and things like that, you know, trimmed, trimmed bushes and uh, luxury condos for you to enjoy Jimi Hendrix. If, if, if they did that, oh, and tickets are $5,000 for the luxury condo to listen to Jimi Hendrix in uh, with, with a beautiful supermodel and not a, a, a hippie lady that will bang you in the mud on acid. You know what I mean? Like, if they had, if they had, if, if that's what they had advertised Woodstock as, then yeah, you would have got a bunch of rich people show up and they would have been pissed. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right because, um, if I remember correctly, where this could be Googled, is uh, a lot of the people at Woodstock got in for free, not on purpose, but you know, at some right. point it was just a free for all. Like, and if you didn't have a ticket, fuck it, you just parked your car and walked in. Right, exactly. Um, and and they weren't just stranded on an island, you know. I mean, they they just kind of they did the concert and then they they left. Well, let's talk about my favorite part of the documentary. Uh, there are two of them. One provides sort of a flashback to me, and the other is just my favorite part. Andy, uh, Billy's right-hand guy, the guy that said he knew Billy and worked with him for that years. That guy was hilarious. Yeah, the, the part where he, he said Billy called him and told him. Well, wait, wait, wait. Don't. Go, because yeah, yeah. The, I'll let you finish the punchline, but I want to give the setup, which is... Uh, they were importing all this shit to the island to give to the festival goers, and there were uh, bottles of either, was it Evian or Fiji water, one or the other. It was bottled water yeah. that was held up in customs, and they needed a million dollars to get it out. So Billy calls Andy and says, go for it. Andy, I need you to take one for the team and go suck a customs guy's dick to get us bottled water. And Andy said... 
he was going to do it. He said on camera, I was ready to do it. He, he was like, going to do it. But Billy said, Andy, you're as the gay guy on the team, I need you to do this. You know, like it wasn't just I need you to suck a dick, but it's Andy, you're the gay guy. I need you to. And Andy says on camera and he laughs. He's like, I was ready to do it. And he goes there to suck this guy's dick. And the, he says, and the guy turned out to be really nice and released the water and said, just make sure you pay me when the festival's over. Like, but holy yeah. shit. I'm so glad Andy didn't suck that fella's dick because Andy seemed really nice and I felt really bad for him every time he would tell a story. And uh, I was like, can you imagine if he sucked this guy's dick and then, you know, oh, we, we got the bottled water two days earlier, but uh, the whole thing is still a goddamn disaster with bottled water. Uh, I, he'd be like, well, I sucked all that dick for nothing. I sucked that cock in vain, man. I sucked that veiny cock in vain. I wish I hadn't done that. I'm Andy and I'm sadder now. <laughs> Well, Andy uh, reminded me of something from my past. I, I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the podcast, but um, something we mentioned already, when the locals didn't get paid, um, they got a little pissed, and apparently they were threatening violence and talking about you know beating people up and kidnapping. So Andy said that he switched clothes with someone, then hid behind a porta potty or something like that, and then got into a car and laid down and was driven out of the festival grounds because he was afraid for his life. Oh, yeah, dude. He straight up snuck out of there, man. He smuggled himself out of that goddamn situation. Yeah, and that reminded me of uh, a show I had in Utah in Salt Lake City at a comedy club. And it sucks because... It's it's funny because as as always as I'll, I I think we talked about this before, uh, what happened was there there was a very small show. It was like a late night Friday show, and I don't think the club serves alcohol, but I think you could bring it in, or if you were aged, like you had a sure. pack. Yeah, so there were there were people on the side of the stage. I remember clearly, um, you know, not, uh, stage right or to my right. I don't know if that's stage right or left, but uh, to my right there were a group of. Four people, two men and two women, and they were just hammered. And they they talked and yelled through the host. They talked and yelled at the feature. And I got up and I I just looked at them and they they started talking, yelling at me. I said, "Hey, seriously, what's your problem? I mean, you've been doing this all night. I'm just curious as to what's what's going on here. Why you think this is appropriate?" And the response I got, I did not expect. They said, we're grieving. Our friend is in the hospital because he got shot at like the 7-Eleven or something. And the entire audience, it's not a big audience, but they all went, ooh, like it was big news there, this shooting. Sure. And everybody knew about this shooting. And so I knew I was on delicate ground. So I said to him like, hey, wow, that sounds horrible. I'm sorry your friend got shot. But it's also inappropriate of you to come here and ruin everyone's night because of your experience and the guys went ape shit on me like i can't really remember the threats but they started screaming at me like and the girls were screaming to like fuck you how dare you disrespect our friend i'm like i'm not trying to disrespect and they and they got thrown out sir i'm not trying to disrespect your friend i'm merely trying to disrespect you fuck you buddy Exactly. But the fucked up thing is management was in the office and then this shit blows up. And so I got blamed for it. I've never been booked there again. It's like, thanks. You let these assholes come in. You let them ruin the show. And then somehow I get blamed for it. But that's the only time in my entire career where when the show was over, I had a friend in the audience and he was like, hey, that was kind of fucked up. I said, yeah, it was. And and I actually they were threatening the shit out of me. And uh, so I, I asked him, I'm like, hey, I the hotel is two blocks away and I've been walking back and forth. Um, 
do you mind driving around back to the kitchen and I will leave there? And he, and he did. And he got it. He actually snuck me home because I did not want to walk out of the front of the club into the parking lot because they had been so threatening that I was a little like, fuck, I, I don't want to take a chance on this. So I actually have snuck out of one comedy club one time. And yeah. And of course, the comedy club somehow blames me for not allowing myself to get yelled at for 45 minutes. And I like, don't even think that they were that upset. I think the government paid those guys. I think they were crisis actors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't think they were actually upset that their friend got shot. <laughs> not to sound too Alex Jonesy about this, but uh, the goddamn crisis actors of over 7-Eleven shootings, dude. Yes, yes, yes. And I was I'll, just I'll bet the they then started it. yelling about gun control, did they not? Well, I think they were too drunk for that. Fair enough. So let's uh, let's bang out a couple of quick topics. And real, then... real quick though, I I will say about that documentary. Um, uh, one one last thing on it. How the, I, you know how he's saying the Hulu one is a little more critical of the marketing people and Ja Rule and stuff like that. I think it was still. That being said, I think it was dumb when they said that there was people suing the models. Because it's like, all right, dude, I get if you want to sue, like, the marketing company because they should have a little more. But I don't get the point of suing models and saying, can you believe that these women thought that they were just being paid to show up in bikinis and look good? It's like, yeah, dude, they're, they're models. Like, that's that's what they do. They You pay them to show up someplace, be in a bikini and I, just this notion of uh, why would a bikini model not look at the company's annual report and go through spreadsheets before she slaps that thong on, you know? And it's like, dude, that's that's not what they do, man. If if you pay a a, a model her 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 price to go model, that's what the fuck she's gonna do, man. Well, I will say this: I agree with you, but I'm also happy that that is when the government stepped in and said. If you are posting this bullshit and getting paid, then it has to be marked as advertising. That you just can't pretend, oh, I'm this right. cool hip model yeah. that's getting that's that's into this festival. You know, like you have to put down this is a paid Instagram post. That's and that's true, and and I agree with that. But the fact is that was that was not the rule at the time, and they didn't like they were hey get paid to show up here in a bikini, and oh by the way share it on instagram cool that's what i do at literally every comedy show i ever booked you know what i mean is is hey show up here and tell dick jokes and uh yeah give it a shout out on instagram now if that thing is being run by the illuminati or something i don't fucking know man it's it's it, it, people ain't ain't coming up to me at like how could you do a spot there when it turned out the 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 owner of that a bar show that you did a thing for with 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 five disinterested people in the back on on a Tuesday six months ago. Uh, how could you? Do, how, why didn't you realize the owner was a cannibal? Why do you support cannibalism? And it's like I I got I, I was told to fucking tell dick jokes. I was paid with three drinks. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, yep. That's that's the world of comedy. Yep. All right, um, I want to start with my favorite uh, thing. I sent you a thing. Do you follow Humans of New York? I do not, no. I've heard of them. I do. It's it's usually pretty uplifting. Uh, sometimes it can be very depressing. Sometimes it, but I sent you Technically, one. Technically, I am a human in New York, so I should know about this kind of... I didn't realize there was a page for us. Well, there is, and uh, it, it 
the one I sent you, I found quite amusing, and I'm not going to go into details because we can only breeze over. We can just breeze over. But uh, this woman is being. Generally, it's a picture, and then someone's quick story in a paragraph or two. And this woman is telling a story of her husband, and she always catch him talking to transvestites and cheating on her with men. And transgenders, you bigot. Yeah, transgender porn. He denies that he's gay. And they eventually get divorced. And my favorite thing is the, the you know how M. M. Night Shyamalan always has a twist ending at the end of his movies? Uh, this yeah. post had the least surprising twist ending of all time. She's talking about uh, her husband cheating on her with gay men and watching transgender porn. And the last sentence is, you know, they get divorced. He seems to be doing fine. He has a new family now. And he's a minister. Of course he is. Just deeper into denial. I mean, it's just like, you don't cover that shit up with God. It doesn't work. So it's just funny that that's what he's doing. Yeah, I I don't know. I felt bad for this poor lady. That being said, I did jack off to this article twice while I was reading it. Uh, <laughs> got me going, man. Got me all fucking worked up. I feel bad for her, but I, I just think it's complete bullshit that he's a minister. Yeah, I mean, that being said, you always got to be suspicious of those guys. I'll bet, I'll bet he's one of them that rails about that shit too. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely. You gotta. And now they're telling God's people that it's all right to just change your gender. Well, the Lord didn't. He didn't make men to be women and women to be men. And then he just keeps going on about it. It's like, wait a minute, isn't there? Isn't there like a like people being held in detainment camps at the border? Isn't there like homeless people? Isn't it? Isn't there more? I don't know, Christ-worthy issues, and then he just gets more and more specific. I mean, yeah, sure, she says she's going to be a lady after she gets that trachea shave that you know, she's trying to you know, shake you down for 500 bucks for and blackmail you and stuff like that, but uh, it's just the devil talking, you know, and it's like, what are you, wait a minute, this seems very, very specific, Reverend. What the fuck are you talking about? Indeed. Oh, I sent you three other links. Do you want to pick one to bring up, or... Yeah, let me uh, let me go over the list here. Uh, which oh, which one? What's the Alabama thing? Because that didn't uh, that didn't come up on mine when I clicked it. Uh, that's kind of I don't want to say boring, but I I just I found it at the time. Oh well, then it's, yeah, let's skip the boring one. Well, it's just that uh, uh, you remember that uh, what was his name? Jones uh, was elected to the Senate by a very oh, narrow Jones. margin. Doug Jones over the pedophile sure. because well, now they're well, all pissed he had at him an because kid fucking platform, which is, is 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 big most places. It is, but in, then you get into the I'm not voting for the border wall. So when the government was shut down, they were pissed at him because he's not giving money to the border wall. So it's like I just it's like come on, Alabama, you you had this shining moment where you just narrowly did not elect a pedophile, but now you're pissed at the guy that you didn't elect and are saying, well, we should have elected the pedophile because the guy that doesn't fuck kids won't keep immigrants out of our... Alabama's not even on the Mexican border. Well, you know? He's just got to... Listen, he's he's a one-issue candidate, this Doug Jones, and he's making a mistake if he starts talking politics. Now, if I'm Doug Jones and they come at me with this, they'd be like, how could you... How could you, you know, not give the president his wall? Why didn't you just... Sign the president's bill. You just, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, uh, I didn't read the bill because I was busy fucking a lady my own age. I'm sorry, bud. You know what I mean? And and, and they just keep going with it. How can you support the Affordable Care Act? You say, what's that? I I I couldn't hear you over the sound of me still not fucking kids like my opponent was gonna do. You know what I'm saying? And exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. I would just and, and do your your reelection campaign. I would I would win that thing just with the bumper sticker. Vote for Jake. I fuck adults. Boom. Game set match. Don't don't throw any. Don't try to tell those people how the Democratic agenda can work for them. They don't want to hear it. All right. They want you're a one issue candidate. You're you're a guy who fucks adults versus a pedophile. You got to stick with that. Very well put. We sh- you, you should be. Uh, we could we could be a tag team, but you really should be a political advisor. Uh, you I, advise I would campaigns. be the king. Of Al- I will be. I will be Doug Jones's Roger Stone. Only without the uh, Nixon tattoo or whatever's on that guy's hard drive. Jesus Christ. When I found out that guy got arrested and it wasn't arrested, you know, like um, related to sex crimes, that's what I was shocked about. I was like, uh, I, I thought for sure uh, he was going to be sharing a cell with Kevin Spacey or Jared from Subway, man. They're going, yeah, I mean, no, he got arrested. He's, he's, he was talking to Russians. And it's like, well, if you think that's bad, wait till, wait till you see what's on his seven hard drives in his basement. Bill Maher had the best joke about uh, that tattoo. He said uh, he's got a huge picture of Nixon on his back, which means I just feel sorry for his cellmate. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> trying to stare at that when you're butt-fucking your prison buddy, uh, try to maintain an erection. That's hilarious. That's All rough. right. Uh, this news story just, just pisses me off, and I'm glad it didn't get much traction. This is, I think we've talked about stories like this before, which they don't go viral, and thank God they don't go viral, but I'm still pissed that they're even in the news at all. And an American Airlines fa- uh, a family in Michigan was kicked off an American Airlines flight uh, from a plane from Florida back oh, home yeah, yeah. because of their body odor. And so, of course, that family quick turned around and said, you're kicking us off because we're Jewish, which I'm pretty sure if American Airlines was kicking uh, Jewish people off their airplanes, it would create a big fuss and they would it, it would come up a lot more. There would be so. Dude, you fucking stink. I I have friends that fucking stink that don't know it. Or maybe you just have a personal smell. I I thought of clearly two people I know that have this weird personal scent that when I get around them, I'm just like, how the fuck are you married? How does your wife not just gag at that scent? But that's just what they smell like. Sometimes you smell. And and it just fucking pisses me off that they try and go immediately to the victim card, that the first thing they put out is, this can't be my fault, you're doing it to me because of uh, gay, Jewish, black, Hispanic, whatever. Like, just fucking take a shower, all right? Yeah, if... Now, if, if it was, it depends on how specific they were about that smell. If they say, well, yeah, sorry, you smell, then yeah, that wasn't... Now, if, if they're saying... Uh, I've been hearing complaints by passengers that you smell like shitty bacon, you know, not the real kind uh, that, that, you, that <laughs> to, 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 you reek of turkey bacon, sir. Then, yeah, maybe, maybe they got a point there. But unless it was specifically uh, turkey bacon related, I yeah, that, I think it was probably your smell, dude. Well, I mean, and plus they said it was passengers and crew members. There were a bunch of people saying this you person is stink. You know how bad you got to stink before they could smell you in the cockpit? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Exactly. So I just They can I smell mean, your cock stink in the cockpit. What the hell's wrong with you, you fucking animal? It's just we the the thing that pisses me off is I get you're an asshole who pl- wants to play the victim card and be angry, but I would love if the news outlets had a goaltender who said, no, you don't get past us. We do not put your fucking lame-ass, cheap, bullshit story 
anywhere and provide even the slightest legitimacy for it because this was on NBC News of all fucking places as where I found it and NBC you know still is weak but it's still big it's one of the and and so even though it's complete bullshit he has an ounce of credibility now because NBC News covered it and and I wish they just fucking did a better job of covering news and not bullshit yeah well I mean that's and and there wasn't Honestly, I don't. I don't think this is really getting a lot of traction, just for obvious reasons. You know what I mean? But they, yeah, the news just sucks, man. They'll they'll just sort of take anything and run with it. Look at that that thing at the Lincoln Memorial, man. They that that clearly, and I think everybody involved in that situation was a dick. You know, is is what it turned out to be. Um, yes, I agree with you. Had, I, I, had the president not opened his mouth to say that they, that they weren't doing anything wrong, then then yeah, he could have just fucking made it more about the media clearly editing the shit out of that footage to way take it out of context and 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 not. Well, I mean that was the people posting it, but the media's got to do their job and and double check it and 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 figure out the whole fucking story if. There was there was a group of um, they're, they're called Black Israelites, right? It's it's basically the um, the uptown version in in you know like New York of the Westboro Baptist Church. You know they they have the protests where they just there there will be like six of these guys. I've walked past them before, and uh, you know they just they they yell shit at people and try to try to instigate with people, and and that's what they were doing there. And then you know the Native American guy came up. And was was beating the drum in the face of the the high school kid, and they just basically edited all that shit out, and made it look like these kids walked over to that guy, and were being shitty. Now those kids were being shitty, sure. Um, I'm not even just talking like the the guy who was like right in front of him is getting most of it, but the kids that were making like tomahawk things, yeah, shitty, but. Don't edit out the entire thing that led up to it just to try to make it look like these kids walked over to this old man and started fucking with him. You know, it's it's just they're 16 years old for Christ's sake. I don't give a fuck what 16 year olds do, man. 16 year olds are animals, especially in 2019. It's not national news that a 16 year old kid is a dick. I see high school kids being dicks on the subway almost every fucking day. I don't feel the need to make it national news and now we gotta give them death threats and shit. In 2019, if a high school kid is not either A, roofing someone or B, shooting up one of his classrooms, I'm good. I don't need to, I'm not his father. Uh, If I was, I'd fucking beat his ass, sure. But uh, I'm not. I don't. That's not an issue to me. That's a non-issue. Well, to me, the thing is, uh, what, what you said earlier is everybody's being dicks. And I said this to I had some uh, a guy I went to high school with is just fucking vehemently defending the kids. And I was sort of uh, I, I think the black Israelites and the kids, they kind of deserve one another. I mean, because the only reason those kids were in uh, D.C. in the first place was to shit on women's rights. And they're all showing up in their I'm an asshole uh, gear or MAGA hats. It's the same thing. So, I mean, I have no sympathy for either side because people are saying, oh, these poor kids were getting shit yelled at them. Well, these poor kids. Right, but don't take it out of context, right? And that's it's it's, it's the media being irresponsible because now it's like, were they, were they being shitheads? Yes, but... 
is, is it right that that school now needs extra security because, like, dickheads on the far left are, like, sending in fucking death threats to them? No. I mean, no, not it, at all. It's bullshit. And they did that because they took it out of context and they, they, the, the media on the left did not do its fucking research, did not do its job. They just saw a MAGA hat and was like, all right, fuck this kid. That's the other side. I'm just going to attack, attack, attack and not give a fuck about the actual facts. Well, and where I was going was is is that I mean I I feel bad for the kids in that they just have shitty parents because the the shitty parents are the ones that dressed them in these clown outfits and said hey we're taking you to D.C. so you can yell at women or whatever the fuck you know the anti-choice protest you know the 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 ass as like so yeah you talk about sixteen year olds being shitheads and being evil on the subway uh, just being dickheads well these are kids that had shit instilled in them that said, hey, this is how you're going to... I mean, no kid should be raised to wear a fucking MAGA hat and go yell at women. So the fact... My point was, yeah, these kids have shitty parents who raised them to be a shitty way, so they can't really... The, the parents, I remember reading one of them were saying, oh, the, it was funny because the first thing that came out was the kids said, oh, these black Muslims are yelling at us. It's like, ah, black Israelites are the opposite of black Muslims. But anyway. Yeah, but no, but okay, to be fair, though, to be fair, those guys, do, if, if you just sort of looked at how they dress, you, you would think it was Muslim. Like, it, it's, it's, it's the big, long man dresses and, and the hats. I mean, they, okay. it's an easy mistake to make. Gotcha, gotcha. But either way, I it's just the the point. I the, the funny thing is is that they say that the Israelites yelled at the kids, and then the kids made fun of the 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 old man. And it's like you don't understand. The kids were getting yelled at by the black Israelites. It's like yeah, but does that give them right to turn around and mock the old man? Like it just because no, someone was a dick to was, them. They yeah, get- yeah. You shouldn't. He, they shouldn't have done a racist. Shit. That being said, um, if if I got in an argument, you know, like a heated argument over fucking whatever. And then someone came up and started beating a drum like an inch away from my face. I'd be fucking annoyed too, man. Oh, I would too, but I'd probably walk away. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? And I just leave. Yeah, I'm not going to stand I would handle yeah. it different. But this part where we're going to put more weight on a 16-year-old boy's actions than a fucking grown man, you know, in, in, in the case of the old guy and the case of, of the black Israel. These are adults, man. You know, like... I, I would put more weight on, on the adults' actions than the actions of kids. Kids are fucking shitheads, man. I'm sorry, but if, if, if I edited this footage in the same way, if let's say this was a, um, let, let's say this is a Black Lives Matter protest, you know, and there's some of, um, what are those Gavin Newsom guys, the Proud Boys, right? There's some Proud Boys. Wait, no, Gavin Newsom there. is the, uh, or is he, is there, are there two Gavin Newsoms? Because one is the governor or, of California or the mayor of Los Angeles. Is that also the name of the Proud Boy leader? I think so. Wait, Gav, Gavin Newsom. Am I, am I, I might be fucking up his name. It's Ga- Gavin something, right? Let me Google that shit now. It might be Gavin something, but I know Gav, there is a Gavin Newsom who's either the governor of California or the mayor of, of Los Angeles. I forget which one he is. Well, then I, yeah, it's, 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 it's late as, as we're recording this. So, uh, Newsom, Gavin McInnes. Yeah. Gavin, Gavin Newsom's a different guy, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I meant Gavin McInnes, but he's he's I, he's like a right wing entertainer guy that apparently started this group as like a, like a gag kind of as a joke. I, yeah, the Proud yeah, Boys were just I, a goof. Right, it was just a goof, and uh, yeah, Gavin Newsom's the governor of California. What the fuck am I talking about, Gavin McInnes? Right, so he started the Proud Boys, and it, it was like a 
like a goof thing, I, I, I guess. And then it sort of got took over by some really nasty shit, you know? And, it spiraled um, out of control. That's why yeah, I remember yeah. um, maybe a month but, ago, there yeah. was a photo of him shoving a dildo up his ass saying, see, I'm not homophobic. And everybody was making fun of him and saying, this guy's absurd. But that's the whole point. He was trying yeah. to be absurd. The whole Proud Boys thing was a goof to begin with. And it, it became this right. thing that he did not intend it to. But but either way, either way. So I I, I I digress. Let's say there's there's a Black Lives Matter protest and a few of these proud boy guys show up and they're they're just being total fucking dicks to the to the Black Lives Matter protest. Like yelling at them, just whatever. And then a old Native American man, a, a old Jewish rabbi, let's say, goes up and he starts, you know, just banging a, a, a drum, whatever an inch away from a Black Lives Matter protester's face, you know, to to de-escalate the situation, you know, and and they're they're sort of giving this old rabbi shit. Should they should they be saying nasty shit to him? No. Should they be laughing and making fun of his crazy curly fry sideburns? No. Um, would they do that? Possibly. If they did do that in that situation, I then took a took a video of all this. Totally edited out the fact that the Proud Boys were even there. And I just showed the fact, I, I just showed the part where the uh, some Black Lives Matter protesters were telling this rabbi, get the fuck out of my face, old man. What the fuck are you doing with your drum? You know, like your hat looks silly. This is the year 2019, dressed just like like normal or whatever. Like if, if they're saying shitty stuff like that to him, and I just do that. And then I post it to make it look like, see, look. Black Lives Matter is anti-Semitic. It's an anti-Semitic organization. And look, it, they went over to this rabbi and they fucking harassed him because that's what that organization is all about. I would be considered the most racist man that ever lived if I did that. Justifiably so. Uh, because that's a shitty thing to do. And that's what the fucking media did to these kids. Now, I'm I'm not saying I agree with what these kids did. I'm not saying I agree with their cause. You know, As the guy who's proudly paid for an abortion when I was 17, I'm a big fan. Uh, that That being said... Uh, it's it's not right to just fucking do that, especially when they're that young, is to just edit that shit and take it way out of context. And the media is irresponsible for doing that. And I agree with you. And it, it's just another thing to get us all worked up and yelling at one another. And that's what the media does like. So that's why they do it, because to them clicks are ratings. That's advertising. And the more clicks they get, the more important they are. And so they don't care about, you know, yeah. being right they care about getting clicks right i don't know how uh smirking at a guy who's drumming right in your face became the equivalent of um i i i, I don't know just yelling fucking evil shit I mean, like some of the other ones yelling yeah, they, the were, they were doing that yeah right they were doing the tomahawk chomp and all that and yeah, like yeah that's fucked up they were being dicks but they didn't walk over him to do it. He he came up and was drumming in their face when shit was already heated with another group of people there. And to take all of that out of context, to try to demonize 16-year-olds for being shitheads at 16. I was a shithead at 16. Not, not political like this or whatever, but I was a fucking idiot. And, you, you know... The, People shouldn't be giving these kids death threats, and the media shouldn't be trying to go out of their way to smear them over this. Just show them being shitheads, but keep it within the context of that it happened. I agree. 
Yeah, we solve all problems, you and I. All right. Yep, yep. Speaking of editing, one more quick story that I think is just stupid, and it, it makes me think of our friends over at the Fake Outrage Report, because this, this would be a perfect one for them. Um, we talked about Bird Box a couple weeks ago, and Bird Box was in the news last week. Uh, they really tried to push, I saw headlines, controversy, controversy, and so I'm like, oh, what's going on with Bird Box? It, folks, if you didn't see Bird Box, this is not a spoiler alert, don't worry. In the beginning, uh, it's it's like a any um, movie like 28 Days Later or World War Z where, you know, you see the news and there's a pandemic going on and they show stock footage of actual news footage, stock footage of events that happen, shitty events like riots and, and tanks and, and bombs and shit. And apparently Bird Box, in all their stock footage, showed uh, real-life footage of a train crash, and now people uh, that were affected by that train crash are pissed, saying, oh, they're disrespecting us. It's like, it was on the fucking news. It's stock footage. They're, they're not going to go out and fake a train crash for two seconds of someone watching a pandemic occur on television. You know, that's yeah. the whole point of stock footage. I'm like, this is not fucking there's no reason to yell about this i get it people get hurt in everything when you see this stock footage like it, it, i even read in that article that for some reason they want to sue the instagram movies models from fire island for this footage somehow they're <laughs> somehow blaming these instagram models dude well that i agree with that i absolutely agree with fuck those here's, models. here's one here, dude here was my thoughts on that movie sandra bullock uh Looked too too good, honestly, to where it made me feel bad about myself. She looked exactly like she did in Speed when I was seven, and now I look like I could be her fucking uncle, man. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, well, we didn't talk about this when we talked about Bird Box, but she does do a regimen. I remember hearing about it. Um, I can't remember if she puts stem cells on her face or... I believe they call that Botox. And Baby yeah, I think sperm. I think that's why they had blindfolds know. on in the second half of the movie because it's hard to look surprised when you can't move your face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Probably. All right, kids. Thanks for listening to everything we have to say. Check out jakevevera.com. Check out nathantimmel.com. Tell your friends to listen to us. Uh, say nice things about us uh, wherever you review podcasts. And that's all we got for you this week. Thanks for tuning in. Later.